tyranny, tyranny, and more tyranny. Man, we've got tyranny everywhere, folks. How are you doing, Michael? Uh, you're back from the deep woods of Sweden. I bet you probably want to stay there for the rest of your life and abandon this crazy world. Have you? Did you hear anything about what happened at Lahaina, Maui, over you know the last week or so? Hello, Eli. Yes, yeah. now I'm back. Yeah, I, I very much prefer the the deep woods in Sweden. It's much more easier. Everything everything is easier here. It's as you say, turning. Now we have psychopaths that want to rule our lives. That wants to, um, yeah. As this example from Hawaii, where they are putting putting the whole, I guess, big part of that city to on fire, and then claim and blame it on yeah. global warming. Right, <laughs> global warming. That must be a monster. That must be the the monster of the modern era. Global warming. You know, but, but uh, p- people have been commenting. Well, if it's global warming, why didn't the entire Hawaiian islands catch on fire? <laughs> why, why just uh, this little part of Maui? Okay, if global warming is to blame, right? So anyway, why was, uh, yeah. go ahead. Why was uh, Bill Gates' uh, mansions left? Why were all those, would you say, quote unquote, rich yeah. Jews or yeah. or Shabbat boys uh, mansions left untouched? Yeah, Bill Gates, Oprah Winfrey, who else? Oh, I even saw uh, the the comedian, the super rich comedian. Uh, he played uh, done uh, dozens of movies, right? And so all of these super rich people, their mansions were spared. I guess they didn't have the chemtrail rain <laughs> falling down on their property before any fires could occur there, right? So, folks, man, wake up. Wake up. That's all we can say here at Eurofolk Radio is wake up and smell the, the, the Jewish <laughs> the Jewish stench that's all over Maui these days. And, of course, it's a pall all over the planet. All right. So anyway, so uh, let's get back into this. uh, Could the modern Jews be Israel by Arnold Kennedy, which is a a fantastic document, except for the fact that Arnold Kennedy is still confused, uh, was still confused about whether or not a, a, a Judahite should be called a Jew. And, you know, maybe uh, maybe you could just put in your own words, Michael. You know about this word Jew, and why it should not be applied to the house of Judah. Okay, uh, over to you. Thank you. Well, the word Jew is a new name. It's a new word. It's been come up pretty recently when the when the what to say the Khazars, the, the Edomite Edomites start to call themselves Jew, and then that word has developed during a long time. So it's now in modern day we use the word Jew, and it has nothing to do in the Bible because a Jew is not a Judite. Right. It's not a Judite, and the Judites are of the they are of the twelve tribes of Israel. Uh, Jews are not. So this is a new created word that should not be used. It shouldn't be yeah. confused in the Bible either. It doesn't belong there. Yeah, but uh, but Michael, the King James version is inerrant, right? Or so they say. So if the word Jew exists in the King James Version, it can't be wrong. Well, if those, <laughs> if you start to use a concordance and look up those words Jew, and then you will realize that that's not the original word. It is Iodians. 
So the word Jew is, is been placed into the Bibles by the translator. Yes, the, the translator. And that was at the suggestion of the Masoretic Jews, the ones who rewrote the Old Testament uh, from around, well, around the, the death of Christ when the, the Jews, the Jews, the real Jews, the Edomite Jews got booted out of Palestine and went to Spain, went to Sicily, went to the uh, you know the various parts. Well, actually, many of them went to Rome and to the Eastern uh, Christian Empire, the Orthodox Empire, Byzantium, and uh, to Arabia and and back to Babylon. So those Jews, Edomite Jews, scattered all these places, and a bunch of them began composing the Masoretic text. The Masoretic text is the Jewish version of the Hebrew Old Testament, which they deleted many, many passages and added their uh, their vowel points to change the pronunciation. They changed the name of Yahweh to Jehovah. They Well, they deleted the name of Yahweh altogether and replaced it with L-O-R-D. So these are the kinds of changes the Masoretes made. Unfortunately, this is the basis of the King James translation of the Old Testament. So, Michael, how could it possibly be accurate when they accept all these Jewish perversions of the Old Testament? Well, you said yourself, it can't be accurate. It is, uh, it has been watered down. And then also, I guess, the, the Bible was something that was composed of the Catholic Church. So then also it should be a, a bit um, a warning. So as you said also, when the Septuagint was the, that was the Greek version, that was our text. That's that correct. wasn't with, but the other one has been tangible with by, yeah. by Jews that want to lead us away. They want to lead us astray. They don't want us to lead go to Yahweh because then they lose. Yeah. Now it's interesting because uh, you mentioned Yahweh again. I would have forgotten about that. First of all, the Septuagint was the version. It's a Greek translation made by seventy Judahite that are direct descendants of Abraham, <laughs> Isaac, and Jacob. Judahite scribes, not Edomite Jews, who went to Egypt under Ptolemy Philadelphus because he asked them to translate the Hebrew scriptures into Greek. So we have a, a really solid translation into Greek with the Septuagint. And that was the version used by Yahshua, by the apostles, by, you know, by just about every Israelite who had access to the uh, ancient scriptures because the Jews controlled the temple in the days of Yahshua so that it was very hard for a, a Judahite or any other Israelite to access the Hebrew scriptures. Not that many of them could read Hebrew anymore anyway, right? So Greek had become the lingua franca just as Swedish is the lingua franca of Sweden, right? Of Palestine at that time. So there's no doubt that the Septuagint is the superior text Absolutely 100% superior text, uh, bar none. Okay, so anybody who says that the Masoretic text is inerrant is blowing smoke, wouldn't you say, Michael? Yes, they are. And unfortunately, most of our Bible today, I mean, the Swedish Bible I know, is based upon the Masoretic text. Same as the King James James uh, right, Bible right. as well. Yes. So, uh, and very few Christians know this. 
it should be common knowledge to all Christians, all followers of Yeshua, uh, covenant Israelites, okay, because we preach the covenant message here, the covenants that came down from Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob through Israel, and no other people. The churches teach that the Jews are those Israelites, so they're not. And they also teach that the covenants can be spread to all races and all peoples, maybe even to donkeys and bears and uh, what kind of animals do you have there in Sweden? <laughs> I'm trying to think. You must have foxes and wolves, right, in Sweden, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, lions. Foxes. Do you have lions in Sweden? Uh, no, no lions. Foxes, no lions. wolves. And bears, yes. that's basically the the one that is yeah. more. Mm-hmm. So we have some of them, but the bears is much northern, northern up. Unfortunately, uh, is that we see that um, the bears has taken over a lot up in northern northern Sweden. So they eat up all the the elk calf. So it is that's not. I think that is due also to them to the Bolshevik hunting practices, and that is that is not good. That you you only you make almost uh, the wilderness a bit yeah uninha- uninhabitable because of those big bears you have there. So you're creating a oh. um, because balance has been shifted there. Right, right, yeah, yeah. The wolves uh, uh, in uh, uh, not, not Yosemite. Uh, what's the big park that has all the geysers? Uh, Yellowstone. Uh, the people shot all the wolves out of Yellowstone, and then all kinds of havoc ensued because the beavers flourished and they dammed up all the rivers, the bears flourished, and uh, the, what do you call it, the deer flourished. The wolves were there to keep the uh, balance of nature, and when they killed all the wolves, they, they disrupted the balance of nature. So the Park Service was forced to reintroduce wolves to Yellowstone and, and everything cleared up. You know, the, the beavers were kept under control, the bears under control. Of course, the, they don't want to keep the bison under control. Uh, they let hunters do that, actually. So that, uh, you know, the balance of nature is maintained by the way that Yahweh created it, right? And hu- people, humans, keep on messing with nature. Yes, exactly. The same nature. Yahweh has created a perfect system that works. Yeah, a balance. And yeah, yeah, in balance. It is in balance. It is in. But when we, when we are shifting that balance, you're getting a lot of problems. So, as I said, when you when you're hunting away all the, for example, wolves, then you get imbalances. And we have a like, for example, a lot of boars up here in Sweden, and they oh, have really? no contempt. They have no natural enemy. The only enemy they have is us, the right. uh, yeah, uh, we, the hunters. Yeah, I imagine it's even difficult for a wolf to kill a boar. You know, maybe a pack of wolves can kill a boar, but one-on-one it would be tough, really tough, right. Okay, that is tough. well, yeah. All right, enough shop talk about hunting. <laughs> All right, so let's get into our subject today, which is Arnold Kennedy's attempt to define a Jew which he was really struggling with, but he gets a lot of stuff right. But what he gets wrong is what we just discussed. The fact that the word Jew is a word that has been inserted into Scripture by translators. The Judahites never called themselves Jews. They called themselves Judah or Judahite. 
and that, that's it. There's no other. And then, of course, the Edomites are also referred to as Jews because they lived, not because they were Judah, but because they happened to live in the country called Judea. And those two words are very similar sounding, Judah and Judea. And that's what causes a lot of confusion in the minds of people. But the Edomite Jews living in Judea were a completely different race. In fact, they were the worst enemies of the Israelites and Judahites then, before, and today. Right? So how can you use the same word to describe one group and their worst enemy? How, how can you use a word to do that? It's ridiculous. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay, so let's uh, let's get to the document here, and we're going to start at Whence the Tares, and I will just begin here with, uh, uh, I don't know how long this section is, with a few paragraphs here. Matthew fifteen thirteen, and he uses a lot of verses that we two seedliners use to differentiate between us and the Jews, who, of course, are the tares. Yeah, again, here again. How can you use the same word to uh, describe the the children of Israel and the tares? Now, wait a minute. Uh, okay. You mix them up. It's yeah. Wrong. Yeah, so we have all these stark distinctions between Israelites and Judahites on the one hand and the Jewish tares on the other, Yet the world has been trained through the Masoretic text and constant propaganda that the Jews are, in fact, Israel when they are not. Okay, They are the tares. Matthew 15, 13, quote, Every plant which my heavenly Father hath not planted shall be rooted up. So there are those in the field who are not planted by our heavenly Father, Kennedy says. This is not commonly believed, nor is it commonly understood. Matthew nineteen eleven through 12, quote, All men cannot receive this saying, save they to whom it is given. He that is able to receive it, let him receive it. And Kennedy says quite correctly here, Everyone cannot receive Jesus' sayings, this is contrary to the popular teachings today, is what he means. This is contrary to what the churches teach today. So he understands a lot about the, the scriptures, that it is exclusive, not inclusive. So I'm sure, Michael, in Sweden, uh, to the extent that you've ever gone to a Swedish so-called Christian church, you know, I don't know how it can even be called Christian because they worship Jews and they're universalists. They totally deny the covenant message. But have you ever heard a, a, a Christian preacher discuss this, like these two verses here? No, they, my experience when I've been in contact with some Swedish, um, yeah, Swedish pastors is that they have, yeah, exactly as the Americans one seem, and the one that go mainstream. They they spiritualizing the verses, and they don't, and they avoid those kind of verses like the plague. Um, yeah. Or if if you ask a question about those those verses, like Genesis three fifteen, yeah, then they spiritualize. Okay, then you use the one where Yahweh says that that Jacob I love, Esau I hate. Oh no, that is spiritual. Yeah. So they spiritualize it and they, they they dodge the question. That is my experience. Yes. Yeah, they're dodgy, <laughs> to use a British term. 
They're dodgy. They won't answer the question. They can't answer the question. That's why they're dodgy, okay? So let's continue. Matthew thirteen thirty-eight. The field is the world, which means the place that we live. It doesn't necessarily mean planet. Uh, it means the, it can mean the eon, the era that we're living in, or the society that we're living in. Either way, we know that certainly at the, in the days that Yahshua walked the earth, the Edomites uh, controlled Judea thanks to the Roman army. Okay, so the, the true Judahites were under occupation. Okay, these Jews, Pharisees, uh, the Sanhedrin were totally controlled by Edomites who were not Judahites, with only one or two possible exceptions. And the, the Judahites of the time, of the place, were constantly demonstrating against Herod to the Romans, saying, hey, this guy Herod, he's not a Judahite, he's an Edomite. We don't want him ruling over us. Get rid of him. Get, get one of our own people to rule over us, please, right? Oh, you know what? That sounds like we're the plea we have today. How about having a ruler in America who's not a Jew puppet? <laughs> How about a real American? And I'm sorry, folks, Trump was a Jew puppet. So was Biden. So was Obama. So were all the rest of them. You know, they assassinated Kennedy because he was not a Jew puppet. And we've had nothing but Jew puppets ever since, including Carter and to a great extent also Reagan. Certainly Bush, right? And et cetera, et cetera. So, we are ruled over by Jewish puppets, and but today the, the Jews are the occupying force, and they control who the puppet in charge is, right? Th- that's our situation, and I'm sure the same is true in Sweden. It is so true. They are a Jewish puppets, and they have never been anyone that has been out of line from that. They've always worshipped their, their Jew bosses with their money, with their stuff. Yeah, so yeah, they are... They are the same here. They right. they worship the Jew always, yeah. and yeah. they are. I have I have not uh, come upon a politician that has gone contrary to Jewish plans. Right, right. Yeah, they'll they'll be assassinated if they do. Yeah, because in America, I can I can prove that every major politician in America who has been assassinated has been assassinated by Jews, either directly. Or indirectly, and that includes Huey Long. I don't know if you're familiar with Huey Long. He was a very, very popular politician from Louisiana, and he was murdered by a Jewish doctor named Weiss. Right? They caught him in the act. Right? And uh, Lincoln was assassinated by a Jew. Kennedy was assassinated by a Jew. You know, they hired a patsy by the name of Lee Har- Harvey Oswald, but he, but he said before he was shot by Jerry, not Jerry. Uh, Reuben, whatever, Rubenstein, Jack Ruby, who was a Jew, they hired him to uh, murder uh, Lee Harvey Oswald, so Lee Harvey Oswald couldn't talk, right? So, no no matter what, the Jews are always involved. Sometimes they're even the trigger men, right? And in some cases, it's Jewish trigger women, <laughs> you know, like Emma Goldman. Well, she actually hired a guy to murder uh, one of our presidents, you know, McKinley. So, folks, every American president who's been assassinated has been assassinated by Jews. No doubt about it. But I'll bet the same is true in Sweden, Michael. How many yeah. of you, your yeah. people 
have been assassinated. We don't have so many of those instances, but it's one called. Uh, he was called Olof Palme, and he was uh, basic. Uh, he was shot uh, mm-hmm. for uh, 1985, but that was was it. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, otherwise, yeah. they they have not. Ah, no, they they following Jewish plans too. That is why it's so. I'm so yeah, fed, sweet Sweden. I'm so fed up with it because they they never rebel. They never understand. They yeah. they seems they are you know pe- white people is is pathetic. Yeah, right, the blue-eyed, as you say in Sweden, right? Yeah, yeah, they are. Right, right. Yeah, it means gullible. Okay, yeah, our people are gullible. They believe everything they read in the newspapers, right? No matter how much we tell them that the newspapers are full of lies, uh, they still believe the newspapers. And but that's that's changing. I think this Lahaina event is going to open a lot of people's eyes to realize that. The mass media is utterly lying to them about that event, okay? And uh, uh, citizen journalism, people who are on site with their cell phones taking videos, showing the Blu-ray beam, uh, igniting all that white dust that the uh, chemtrail planes layered over that city before the uh, explosions, right? Uh, We have it on the record now. Okay, and the Jews through Snopes and others are trying to deny it, and they still only say, "Well, only about a hundred people died." No, there's thousands of people missing. Thousands of people missing, folks. You have to tell your friends and neighbors and family members it's nothing but lies. Help the help them open up their eyes. Anyway, let's continue. And after he explains, uh, reads Matthew thirteen thirty eight, he says the religious churches might not like to think that there are people on earth who are classified as tares. No, they they teach universalism, that everybody can be saved, even Jews, right? There are two plantings of different kinds in the field, he says. A tare cannot hear or believe. I can't believe he's not a two-seed liner, <laughs> right? A tare cannot hear or believe. Why does Arnold Kennedy say that? That's because Yahshua says exactly the same thing. You Pharisees cannot hear my voice. My sheep hear my voice and they follow me. He also says to the Pharisees, ye are not my sheep. So if they're not his sheep, then who are they? Well, the Judeo pastors are clueless about who they are. Now, number one, they, they don't know anything, they don't know the difference between Edomites and Judahites. They don't know the difference between Jews and Israelites, etc., etc. So they can't tell the difference. There's fog. <laughs> They've got brain fog called Judaism going in their brains. Okay, and and Paul confirms this when he talks about vessels fitted for destruction. Romans 9.23. So, folks, uh, please, if you got your Bible handy, read that verse. It's powerful. Because there, Paul is talking about Edomites. Edomites equals tares, folks, equals Jews. Put that equation on your blackboard. Edomites equals Jews equals tares equals the synagogue of Satan. Why don't you pick it up there? Michael. Yes. Jesus. Perfect. Okay. Yes. 
So Jesus is um, confirming that every plant is not planted by his, his heavenly Father. Jesus says that it is the enemy who plants the tares. Jesus also makes it very clear that, quote, every plant which my heavenly Father hath not planted shall be rooted up, end of quote. And that is Matthew 15, verse 13. So, it is very clear that there are two kinds of people. Ooh. One from above uh-huh. and one from below. You're, you and can't be serious. Two... From below? <laughs> hell? Hades? What's the Swedish word for hell? It's got to be similar to the English word for hell. Hell. Uh, hell. Hell. Okay, right. And, and, yeah, right. And actually, the German word hell actually means bright. It probably comes from the the word translated as Lucifer. You know, he, he's shining with a false light, right? So somehow, probably because the, the German people, the Germanic people, started out as pagans coming across the Caucasus Mountains. And so they, they transposed the meaning of certain words. But uh, Halel. It comes from the Hebrew word halal, okay? So depending on how the culture used it from then on, you know, when the German language began, Swedish, English, etc., they reinterpreted the word according. It still means bright. It still means light. But uh, in English, it refers to hell, uh, th- th- that place down below. Okay, back to you. Um, so it must uh, still be so today in the world, since the two kinds continue to grow together until the harvest. Uh, this harvest is at the end of the age. So, it is yet to happen. The churches will never allow this separation of kinds in their teachings, and they include everyone as being able to receive the word. And that is a lie. Yep. They will not receive the. Everybody can't receive it all. It's only for us. Yeah. It's exclusive. That's right. Yeah, it's a covenant message, and you know we covered this many times. But for anybody who's new, who hasn't heard this before, covenant is Hebrew brith. Brith it means to cut a covenant because when Abraham cut his first deal, I forget who it was in the Old Testament, they cut a, a steer in half, and both parties had to walk between the halves. The meaning of that covenant is, should, if I break this covenant, the deal that I made between you and me, if I should break this covenant, let me be cut in half like this steer. Okay? So they took this deal seriously, right? <laughs> they took this deal seriously. All right, so th- this is the meaning of the Abrahamic covenant. That's what, and why, we still use that term today. We cut a deal, we cut a covenant. Do, do you still use that kind of terminology in Swedish, Michael? I cut a deal. I'm thinking about a good, uh, a good um, translation for it. Uh, okay. Not cut. No, uh, not cut. I have okay. to think if I can I can find a similar yeah. one that could fit. But and, uh, I can't think of what it is in German either. Mach, we we we, we mach an agreement you know, to make. We make a deal, right? But uh, yeah, please continue. Yeah, we are we are. Uh, differentiating between the covenant message, which is exclusive to true Israelites and Judahites and everybody else in the world. The the covenants, uh, well, 
certain uh, number of the covenants were made to all of Abraham's descendants, including the Ishmaelites and the Keturians. However, the promises, covenants, etc., passed through Isaac exclusively. In fact, the Bible says very clearly that Ishmael and the Keturians were sent away so that they could not interfere with the covenants made with Isaac. And then, of course, we all know the story of Jacob and Esau, how Esau despised his birthright, yet the churches make excuses for Esau. Oh, Jacob was the bad guy. You know, all Jacob did was, let's say, let's make a deal, (laughs) right? Let's make a deal. Michael, did Jacob twist Esau's arm in order to make that deal? Did he threaten to kill him or anything? No. No, right? So how is Jacob the bad guy? Because the Jews take care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but they're... Yeah, right. But the Jews are the descendants of Esau, not Jacob. That's what we're trying to explain to the world. So Bavarian man says, Wir machen eine Übereinstimmung. That's how the Germans say. So they use the word mach instead of... uh, What's the German word for cut? Um... Oh, it slips my mind, you know. Uh, not slice, that's English, right? <laughs> uh, uh, it slips my mind. It's been a while since I've used that word in German. Anyway, uh, but uh, the proper term in Hebrew is to cut. And uh, that's what the, the whole covenant is. We cut it. We still use that terminology in English. We cut a deal, all right? So, please continue. Yeah, and the, the maybe one I think about is that we can say when you buy something, you say, uh, they ask um, if you want to like buy it, you can say, Ska vi slå till? That is like also, so it could be, that's uh, some kind of, uh, then you, yeah, that could be the closest I can think about. Yeah, okay, so the, the idea of cut is in there, is in that deal making? Yeah, yeah, slå okay. till. It's like you, yeah, you, that's, they, that's like the closest one to cut a deal. Mm-hmm. Yes, very good. Yeah. So that, that, that exists in our culture. There's a reason why that concept of cutting a deal exists in our culture. Why? Because we are the Israelites of the Bible. The Jews are imposters. Let's continue. Yes. So the prophets and Jesus agree that the word was given to Israel alone. That is why Jesus said to Nicodemus that it was necessary uh, to be, quote, begotten from above, uh-huh. quote, uh, to be able to perceive the kingdom of God, the yes. Greek uh, uh, anothen, er- erroneously rendered as born again in the right. traditional teaching. Yeah, born again is a totally wrong translation. That word, uh, oh, I'm trying to think of the word. I have to look it up in the concordance. But uh, yeah, that whole concept of born again is false teaching by the Judeo churches. You have to be born from above. And that is a universalistic uh, way they have tried to, because if if you have to be born from above, then it's only a few people that can be part of it. Then not everybody can. If you say born again, then, whoa, everybody can. Yeah, and uh, I actually was very much surprised yesterday when Dan and I did the Proverbs. And I forget which one it was. I think it was Proverbs 8, where Solomon talks about 
this very thing that there the, the covenants are exclusive and that no one else counts except true Israelites the covenants were made with our people and no other people so they can't be universalized so the churches here's the here's how I see it Michael the Jews have distorted the Old Testament but the Judeo churches have distorted the New Testament so that what we hear from both camps is nothing but garbage. <laughs> it's pure, unadulterated garbage. It's amazing. But, uh, but the Jews are most responsible because they have adulterated the Old Testament through the Masoretic text, and they have confused all the translators, not just the King James translators, but all the translators into distorting the, tr- the translations into German, Swedish, English, you name it. Okay, so that this distortion has been with us now for over 2,000 years. And we're just beginning to figure this out, folks. Okay, first of all, the Christian world, the, the world of Israelites in Europe, they did not have access to the scriptures until the printing press was invented by Gutenberg, <laughs> right? And even then, it took a long time for the translation, I think it was first translated into German, maybe Swedish, maybe Dutch, I'm not quite sure. But uh, it's only until, what, what, 1500-something A.D.? So the average Israelite in Europe did not even have the scriptures until that late in history. And they were taught nothing but lies by the Catholic Church up until that point, right? How can you understand the scriptures when you can't read them? Right? You yeah, have to. Then yeah, go ahead. Flummoxed. Your comment. Yeah. Then you will be flummoxed. Yeah, you will be flummoxed, right? And we're making that word popular. I see more and more people using it online. Anyway, so this is the situation we're in. And there's a passage in Daniel that says that the, these words, you know, seal up the book of Daniel and don't, don't open it up until the end times. In other words, there's a lot of, of scripture that will not be understood until the very end. And Paul says the same thing, you know, the, uh, the, we have to be, our eyes have to be opened. The difference between Edomites and Judahites has to be explained to our people so that they will not be flummoxed anymore. Okay? So, so this is what we have to do. This is what Eurofolk Radio is all about in preaching the covenant message. Not that we hate, you know, because we're always being accused of be, hating the other races. No, we don't hate them. We know that most of them have been turned against us by the perfidious Jew, but David says, I hate them with a perfect hatred. The Bible, Michael, I'm stealing this from a person in our group here. The Bible is full of hate speech. Right? We're told to hate the enemy. Uh, are you there? Did, uh, yes, I'm still there. It sounded like you were trying to make a comment, but it didn't come through. Uh-huh, okay, yeah, well, yeah, for yeah. Jews, the Bible is hate speech. Yeah, they think it is because they, they don't, yeah. they hate it. Yeah, and that's why they want to suppress our speech, because they don't want Christian identity or the covenant message exposing to the world who they really are, right? They are the synagogue of Satan, and there'll never be anything better than the synagogue of Satan because it's in their blood. 
the two bloodlines. Now, we'll see. Maybe Arnold Kennedy, he gets really close. I mean, he says that the tares cannot hear the word. The tares cannot be included in the kingdom. So he excludes them. So he does get exclusivity to a great, great, great extent compared to non-seed liners, for example. So back to you. Thank you. So the problem in doctrine is to determine whether a tear originates from having a biological uh, beginning or whether it is only a matter of belief. The answer is that both factors are involved. Esau rejected uh, his birthright, birthright and founded a line of sperma or seed, which That's was right. not in uh, oh. uh, in testily good seed. Applause necessary here. Sperma, okay. That's a specific type of, uh, well, plant, right? Uh, species. And uh, uh, very specific to our race and to no other, okay? Most, most people have no idea that that word seed comes from the Greek word sperma, which is translated into English as sperm, of course. Back to you. Yes, although tares are not said in scriptures to be seed. They are sown in the field in the same way uh, the good seed were, although they may not uh, have been sown at the same time. Okay. Well, okay, here is where uh, Kennedy fails, because he was not a two-seed liner. The Bible does call them seed way back in Genesis 3.15. Okay. If you yes, don't take two seed lines, yeah. two seed lines. Amen. Amen. They're both seed lines are called seed, and they're in in uh, Hebrew. It's zera. Two different kinds of zera, two different kinds of sperma. What don't you understand, you Judeo Christians? What don't you understand? Your pastors have not explained these things to you. That's why you don't understand them. Please continue, Michael. Well, this is the, yeah, just one comment on what they don't understand. I think it is due to them that they have been demoralized. That is oh, yeah. why. Yeah. Then they can't. They, they, if the people's moral have been debased, well, it is... Um, that's the, that's why the Jews always want to demoralize us, so we don't uh, can have them. exactly. To, as I said, yeah. what do they don't understand? <laughs> yes, yes. Well, uh, thinking about Lahaina again, because I did two or three shows about that already this weekend. The basic comment that most people are making outside of the Jews' news is they understand, they know that there is a, a higher force, a, a higher economic force. They're talking about Soros. They're talking about uh, the, the globalists and the, the, the economy, the people who control the economy. And uh, the, they already know about our artificial intelligence and smart cities. This is what the people on the ground are talking about at Lahaina. They're aware of the plan by the Jew world order to destroy cities, raise them to the ground, and replace those cities with their 15-minute cities, okay? Where you can go, you can get anything they think you need, <laughs> not what you want. That's the propaganda. 
within 15 minutes of walking distance, right? But will you be able to leave that city, Michael? Or will this no? Or will this be like Bolshevism? We had to have a passport to go from one town to another. Oh yeah, yeah. This okay. is uh, this is a prison. They try oh, to yeah. make it fancy. They're prison. They're That's right. di- digital prison. And yeah. one of the key component, I think, is this: is their CBDC, because then they can really control you even more. Yes. Because yeah. then, okay, you're out of your 15 minutes. Mm, you cannot buy. You cannot do that. Mm. So you you will be forced to only be 15 minutes. Yes. Yeah, and Swamp Fox says, Judeo-Christianity could not exist without universalism, antinomianism, and the practice of the doctrine of Balaam. Right. That's what Christianity is today. It's the exact opposite of what it should be. Okay. Because why? They welcome in the tares. They worship the tares as they're God's chosen people. Okay. So please continue. This is good stuff. And what we're trying to do here, folks, is explain. Now, Arlen Kennedy was a a Greek scholar who understood the Greek language better than most seminary students, right? And so, and he was just being true to the Greek language. He was not that good at Hebrew, however. And so, you know, so he was deceived about the word, the use of the word Jew in the Old Testament. But his comments on the New Testament are spot on, absolutely spot on. Please continue. Yes, and we today, I can also say, as I say, uh, those Judeo-Christian um, churches, you cannot mix Judeo with Christianity because they, they, you can't mix them. Um, yes. But you, you also know that we have, um, we have also in Sweden, like, like very high up in the Swedish church, there are, there are Jews running it. <laughs> right. Yeah, and, and homosexuals, and transgenders, and non-whites, you name it. Anything goes in the churches, as Paul predicted. Paul predicted yes. how bad this would get. All right, please continue. Yes. And the two, very different in their character. The sperm is used in scriptures to identify groupings and separate one group from another. Amen. That's true. Yeah. Um, Isa founded a dynasty through rejection of the birthright he was in line for. That's right. God calls Esau, quote, the border of wickedness and the people against whom the Lord has indignation forever, end of for, quote. Yeah. For, how lo- for how long? <laughs> Ever. Forever, right? He's going to destroy him, so the indignation won't last. But I'm sure Yahweh will remember how awful, and we will remember how awful they were once they're out of the picture. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. How much? How much free will be? How much? I, I think we can't barely imagine yeah. what kind of freedom. Oh, amen. Right. So, in Malachi 1, verses 4, both the words um, border, baal, um, and the people, um, and right. show that the word Esau represents a people. Amen. Since Jacob and Esau had the same biological parents, with uh, wheat representing Jacob and tares representing Esau, 
Amen. Correct. Yep. We can see why tares and wheat are difficult to separate by appearance as they are sprouting up. Both are sown in one field. Note that the field where uh, the sowing was done was an um, enclosed area only for the whole earth. Okay, he's referring to the Garden of Eden. Right? And uh, who was kicked out of the garden? Before, before Adam and Eve, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. It was an enclosed area, protected area, until they sinned. Okay, please continue. It is at uh, the time of bearing fruit that the physical separation is to be made. Some of the Judeans were tares and could never be anything else. Oh, now, my God. Wow. Talk, yeah, they can't be anything else than what their genetics dictates, right? Yeah, I mean, everything he's saying here about the New Testament is to seed line, whether he realizes it or not. He's got this right back to you, yeah. Maybe then, uh, this Judeans, yeah, we could have to separate what, what is a Judean also because that could be a bit. Not all Judeans are terrorists. It is the Edomites that are right. the terrorists. Well, okay, so here's the difference between the Hebrew Judah, meaning that's, a, that's the tribe of Judah, and the people are called Judahites, should be called Judahites in the translation, not Jews. Okay, this is the sleight of hand that the Masoretes imposed upon the Old Testament in translating some instances, but not all instances of Judah as Jew. Okay, why not all instances? Because you have to have, uh, by reading the Old Testament, the Masoretic translation of the King James and others, it has to be drummed into your mind that the word Jew and Judah are equal. Okay, and we find at Second Thess, Second uh, Kings, sixteen six, that we find well, there's a distinction. The word Jew is first applied there to the two-tribed house of Judah as it went to war against the ten-tribed house of Israel, okay? Somehow later on, the word Jew encompasses all 12 tribes, according to the Jews. No, it never did, okay? That's another false definition. So you can see how our people have been deceived by false definitions, and uh, those false definitions are repeated by the churches, to, to the point we're so confused that we don't know if we're coming or going, going to heaven or going to hell, right? And so this is the difference in the Old Testament. It's Judah, which is a racial term. In the New Testament, Judeos is a territorial term, just like, well, America used to be an exclusively white race country. Now all kinds of races live here, and they call themselves Americans. No, they're not Americans. And I don't care how many times you hyphenate the you know, African-American, blah, blah, blah. You, they have to be white. The first three immigration laws passed in America specified that you had to be white. And there, that, that law really has not been overturned. It's just been confused by the 14th Amendment. But there's a, that's a long story, <laughs> right? But the Jews were responsible for the 14th Amendment and make turning us into lesser citizens, basically into slaves, just like the blacks once were. So, 
that's the difference between Judeos in the Greek. It's a citizen of a country, no matter what your race is. Judah is a racially specific term. Back to you. Yes, thank you. Now, let's see. Uh, uh, yeah, Eugene, that's what it was. A tear cannot turn into a wheat plant, but both must grow together uh, until, until the harvest, when the tares are first gathered and set mm-hmm. aside yeah. for burning. Amen. Amen. You know, so he's, again, he understands the New Testament perfectly. He still doesn't quite understand the old test the differentiation because he believes this word jew uh, and he must have in his own mind he knows that the modern jews aren't judahites or israelites but uh, the fact that the word jew exists in the old testament has him confused that's his problem and so we're trying to rectify this problem okay so both are sown in one field but what happens Okay, yeah, he says very correctly. Some of the Judeans were tares and could never be anything else. 100% truth, because their zera, or sperma, prevents them from being anything else. I don't care how how many times a tare intermarries with a wheat or any other uh, type of sperma, that does not change their DNA. They do not, you cannot change... You're, if you change your religion, that doesn't change your race, your DNA. If you convert, if a Jew converts to Christianity, that does not change his tear sperma. And the fact is, most of those Jews who pretend to be Christians are doing exactly that. They're pretending, like Jews for Jesus. Sorry, folks. Those, those Jews are not serious. They created that group to deceive the Christians. Back to you. Yes. Um, so the church denominations partly recognize that the tares come from those who have turned away from God, like Esau, who would not find repentance. The tare cannot find repentance. That's right. Nor do they want it. Okay. No, they, they don't, don't want it. They want to change either. Yeah. Don't don't tell me I should convert to Christianity. And here. There's another way in which the Judeo churches are totally deceived. They believe that the Jews will eventually convert to Christianity. Sorry, not a chance. Not a chance. Because the Jews are not Israel. We have to push this message home until the uh, sheep, the sheep will get it. Back to you, Michael. Yes, amen. So, Second Peter um, 2, verses 15 to 22. Uh, Hebrew 10 verses 26 to 29, Hebrew 12 verses uh, uh, 12, 16 and 17. Among Judeans were descendants of Esau who had an inherited unbelief problem. Yeah, that is true. These descendants are known as Edomites, and although they are of the same biological line as Abraham and Isaac, we are told that they are two nations and two manner of people. Ooh. Genesis 25, verse 23. Two manner of people, yeah. Different kinds of people, right? Well, obviously Esau was the son of Isaac and Rebekah. However, he was a race trader 
when he first of all he despised his birthright strike number one then uh strike number two was even after begging isaac for a a blessing isaac didn't give it to him that's strike number two why because yahweh said you can't bless this person he's evil and then number three he married into the canaanite clan thus ensuring that his offspring would be canaanites why? Because they reckon their heritage through the mother, <laughs> right? as the Jews still do today. All right. Yes, but when will the sheep wake up? Hmm. Yeah, that's um, yeah. We're waiting for that yeah. day. Glory, hallelujah. The, the sooner that yeah. day comes, the better, right? Okay. Oh, yeah. uh, sorry, um, I keep interrupting here. I'm interrupting a lot today. Uh, Swamp Fox says, Contracts in those days, when America first became a nation, contracts were written free, white, 21. Free, white, 21. Now we're slaves. The country is besieged with non-white immigrants, thanks to the perfidious Jew. And people can vote, well, they they can vote from the grave. Right? It's ridiculous what, what the changes that have been created in our country by the perfidious Jew. Absolutely amazing. Back to you, Michael. Yes, so God says that he hates Edom and that Edom will be destroyed before the time of the harvest. Amen. Jesus about them. Uh, Luke 13, uh, 24 until 30. Quote, For many... I say unto you, will seek to enter, and shall not be able. Then shall ye say, We have eaten and drunk in your presence, and thou hast thought in our streets. Then he shall say, I tell you, I know not whence ye are. Depart from me. Who the hell are you people? (laughs) I don't know you. Okay, he wouldn't say that to Israelites, would he? No. No, no. Uh, They wouldn't want want to convert. But uh, just as today, because history is repeating itself, the Jews, the Edomite Jews, were in control of Judea in those days. And when he, he spoke derogatorily, to the crowd, he was he was pinpointing these Edomites in the crowd because he was often speaking to mixed multitudes. But they understood him when he spoke to them, and they were offended. Okay, other people weren't offended. They were saying to themselves, "What's he talking about?" <laughs> and then then they look at the Pharisees and say, "Why are the Pharisees offended? They didn't get it. So they don't get it. our people don't get it today still." Because there's two different kinds of sperma. The two are not supposed to mix, and the one kind will be destroyed. Jesus does not love everybody as the churches falsely teach. Back to you. Yes. So, it will be shown how some of Edom have become Jews and we have seen that some of the Judeans were not Israelites. And there you go. He understands that much. Okay. They did descend from Abraham. Jesus told them that much in uh, John 8.37 and uh, 
when he said, quote, I know that you are Abraham's seed, sperma, but you are not Abraham's children. Okay. Technon. Oh, okay. Technon. Oh, okay. What's the difference? Uh, I haven't noticed this difference before. Uh, uh, sperma, that's Greek. Technon, that's also Greek. Uh, maybe somebody in the chat round can uh, explain the difference between sperma and technon. Maybe technon okay. means descendant in the Greek. I okay. can go into the contours and have a look. Yeah, why don't you hey. take a look? I'll, I'll pick it up while you're looking because he's making a distinction here that I was not aware of. Okay. Uh, Arnold Kennedy was a great teacher because he was almost two seed line, right? And he knew the Greek probably better than the vast majority of so-called theologians. Okay. And so, because he understood the difference of meanings of these words. Okay. So here he's saying there's a difference between sperma and technon. The inheritance continues on from Isaac through Jacob, not Esau. Esau is not Jacob who was renamed Israel. Yeah. And the fact is, very, very few Christians understand this or even have heard this from the pulpits. Next heading, can the Jews be identified? Now, here he already explained in the first sentence of this last paragraph, it will be shown how some of Edom have become Jews. Unfortunately, he he still applies the word Jew to Old Testament Judahites. That is where he struggles to define the difference because he still accepts the Edomite Jews and the term Jew applied to Judah as being accurate. No, the word Jew should never be applied to Judah. Absolutely never. If you open up your Bibles, folks, to the Old Testament, wherever you see the word Jew or Jews in the Old Testament, scratch it out and replace it with Judah or Judahite. Then it will make sense to you. In the New Testament, it's not that simple because there were Edomite Jews in Judea and there were true Judahites in Judea and they were at war with each other yet. And we are still at war with each other today. Okay? So he says, Who were these people against whom Jesus spoke so vehemently? Who were these people the Apostle Paul declared were contrary or antagonistic to all Adamites? 1 Thessalonians 2.15 Let us explore the connection between the Jews and Esau. Note, there are Jews from other origins. No, there are not. See, he still doesn't get it. There are not no such thing as a Judahite Jew. Edomite Jews, yes, but not a Judahite Jew. That's, he, he, he's been tricked by the Masoretic insertion of Jew over Judah. He's been tricked by that. Okay? Have, have, did you find anything there yet? Between... I was thinking, but uh, the verse is... Uh, uh, I tried to search in the Concordians here, but I'm not finding the search um, okay. I can use in the, to search in the digital one. So John 8.37 uh, is Yeah, I'm the... there. Yeah. I'm there. But that verse is said, I don't know if he misquoted it, something, but it's not saying that, that. It's, it's said, I know uh, that you are Abraham's seed, but mm-hmm. ye seek to kill me, because my word hath no place in you. Right, right. 
Now, he's definitely speaking to the Edomites here because my word has no... And he says, he, he condemns the Edomites over and over and over again, but because people have falsely equated Jew with Judah, they still assume that uh, you know these Edomites are in fact Judahites. No, that is a false equation, right? So here's the way the Judeo churches teach it. Well, there were some good Jews and there were some bad Jews. Okay, but Jesus didn't like the bad Jews. But they'll 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 come around. They'll be converted to Christianity, and that's what the Judeo churches teach. That's absolute garbage. All right, and it's a good thing that the those those churches are losing parishioners in droves. Unfortunately, they're being filled by non-whites, right? So they still get a few shekels from the non-whites, but fortunately, they're not getting money. The Catholic Church and other denominations are not getting white people's money much anymore, right? Right. Uh, so, so here's a so. So maybe uh, let me finish this, and I'll see. Uh, I'll, I'll go online and see if I can find a difference between sperma and technon. But let me just finish this. Uh, these three quotes from Malachi. Romans, and Hebrews. Was not Esau Jacob's brother, saith Yahweh? Yet I love Jacob, and I hated Esau. And they shall call them the border of wickedness. Edom. What do you think that town or that country falsely called Israel today is? Is that not the border of wickedness? And the people, yeah, and the people against whom Yahweh hath indignation forever, as it is written, Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated, and he still does. Uh, There are Judeo-Christians who will quote Romans 9.13 because it's stated in the past tense, which gives them wiggle room. Say, well, he doesn't hate Esau anymore. Oh, really? Who who do you think the tares are? Hebrews 12.16 lest there be any fornicator (laughs) or profane person as Esau. Now, the only women that Esau fornicated with was these Hittite women. So very clearly here, fornication means race mixing, folks. That's what it means. It means race mixing. Although he did have an Ishmaelite wife, which was of the same race. She was actually a granddaughter of Abraham. So that marriage was permitted. That marriage was not fornication, but this was after he fornicated with the Hittite women. So it was too late. He thought, well, maybe maybe I'll look better in the eyes of my parents if I marry an Ishmaelite woman. No, sorry. That doesn't, that doesn't absolve you of the sin of, of race mixing, Mr. Esau who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. For ye know that afterwards, when he would have inherited the blessing, he was rejected. For he found no place of repentance, though he sought it carefully with tears. The Judeo-Christian people, who the vast majority of whom are Israelites, that have been seed by Jewry, simply have never heard these verses. Their so-called pastors never quote verses like this. They don't want to talk about Esau. Esau is a dead letter to the Judeo churches. Back to you, Michael. Yeah, but I, I did pick up my, my more traditional way, my concordance by book, and I, I found Technon. I can read okay. what, I, what I found here. Okay, very good. 
so uh, Technon from the base of 5098, a child as produce, child, uh, let's see more, daughter, son, uh, Technon, a child akin to uh, Tikto, um, to beget bear, is used in both the natural and figurative sense. Uh, figurative uh, Technon is used of children of God. Oh, okay. That can't be. That can't be Edomites. No, they can't be. That was I said. This, uh, but you are not Abraham's children, Techno, right. and okay. that is because they are not of God. Ah, uh, okay. Now I get it. Now I get it. Okay, that's good. That's very good. Okay, so sperma is a Greek word for sperm, <laughs> right? We're talking literal children in the flesh, which Paul says. I am an Israelite in the flesh of the tribe of Benjamin. Okay? So and that's sperma. So sperma is strictly a literal, fleshly, uh, genealogical word. But now technon has the additional meaning of being the children of God. Please read that again, please. Yes, I will pick it up again. So... Um... So, uh, technon, a child, uh, akin to tecto, uh, to beget bear, is used in both the natural and the figurative sense. Figuratively, technon is used of children of God. Okay. Now, interestingly, the Gothic people, who were a Germanic people, the word Goth comes from the German word Gott, which means God, Right. And those Gottish people understood that they were God's people. So the Goths were Israelites who understood they were God's people. They also understood they were misbehaving, right? As they had become um, pagans. But they understood that they were Israelites. And they swore before they crossed the Caucasus Mountains through the Pass of Israel that they swore that we will keep God's commandments as we had not done previously. Well... They, they failed on that count too, right? But nevertheless, they understood who they were, and that area across the Caucasus Mountains is still called the Pass of Israel today by the locals, okay? So our history is proven by geography and by local traditions. Good stuff, really good stuff. All right, back to you. Uh, where did you end up? Oh, I just I quoted, yeah, I, uh, I quoted Malachi, Romans, and Hebrews. So the next paragraph. Okay. Yeah. So uh, it is contrary to popular evangelical thought uh, to say that one can reject his birthright and not uh, to be able to find it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's well, new. Right. Okay. Here we have to come back to the word covenant again. Yahweh made a covenant with Abraham and his direct descendants and now that we understand the difference between technon and sperma, that you have to be, and I think now I understand what Paul was trying to say when he says, not all Israel is Israel. He's saying, okay, some Israelites are sperma, but not all are the children of Yahweh. They haven't accepted, and I've tried to differentiate in the past. Well, you have, to be a true Israelite, you have to accept the sacrifice at Calvary. 
which also means that you have to give up the sacrificial rituals. Right? Yes. Yeah, you have to give those up. You don't need to kill a lamb every Passover, as even some people in identity still assume you have to do. That If they do that, that means you have rejected Yeshua. The Jews still do that today. Is that not a rejection of Yeshua? Yeah, because he's the final sacrifice. Yeah. Plus, plus, they got this red heifer business going on <laughs> in the Jerusalem, the city that Yeshua cursed before he died. It's still under that curse. I will not. You will not see me again unless you pronounce my name, right, Yeshua? The, the Jews will never do that. They hate. They hate the name of Yeshua in any language. Jesus, Yezu, Jesus, you name it. The Jews hate his name. They especially hate Yahshua. So they'll never come around because as, as I was getting ready to say Emery, as Kennedy properly states here, they are, for, they are incapable of converting to the true faith because their genetics forbids it and because they are not technon, they are not the children of God as we are. Back to you. So, yeah. Esau knew what he was doing and despised what God had offered him. This is why God hated him. That's right. Esau sold his birthright. He did not just backslide. But scripture teaches that the Lord has indignation against Esau forever. And that is Malachi 1 verses 4. There is a whole line of uh, prophecy against Esau's descendants, which seems to be um, studiously avoided today. Yeah, <laughs> studiously avoided. Yeah, because Esau is running the churches. That's right. Want you to find him out. Right. My God is Esau. Okay. So this is because of the concept that the modern state of Israel represents the beginning of the regathering of Israel. And uh, so every, yeah. every reference anyone uh, else being regathered to Jerusalem to be burned there must be hidden. It is time that this was uncovered. Yes, yes. Okay, so the regathering of Israel that goes back to the prophecy made to Abraham at Genesis 15:18 where Yahweh says to Abraham or I just guess his name was changed to Abraham yet yeah, it was still Abraham in Genesis 15 that your descendants namely the Israelites will inhabit this entire territory from the river of Egypt to the river Euphrates or as you call it the Euphrates and that happened before the uh, the cavalry our people inhabited that entire area from the river Euphrates to the river of Egypt, and those were all Israelites. The uh, the uh, what do you call it? Uh, the under Pharaohs. Uh, what was that kingdom? <laughs> Escapes me. Uh, the, uh, the 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 Pharisees who occupied. You know they had war against Rome. They occupied virtually the whole of Mesopotamia, and they were Israelites of Pharaoh's Judah, 
Parthians. Uh-huh. Parthians. Yeah, Parthians. yeah, the Parthians. The Parthians. They, but they were also paganized, as were the ten northern tribes paganized. But they were still Israelites by sperma. They were still Israelites by sperma. And there were many Judahites who had moved to Alexandria, to Rome, to all the cities that Paul visited in the Greco-Roman world. So our people had that territory occupied 100%. That prophecy, the regathering of Israel, was fulfilled at Pentecost 33 AD. The Jews had no part in that. The Jews are the enemies of Israel. Okay, And by the way, uh, that flag, the Israeli flag that has the uh, two blue streaks at the top and bottom, those two streaks represent the Euphrates and the river of Egypt. Have the Jews conquered any of that territory yet? Except um, for no. That, no, they haven't. <laughs> so when are they going to occupy all that territory in fulfillment of prophecy? Never. Because Never. they're not Israel. They're, and they're holding on to Israel by the slimmest of margin. There's so much disruption between the various Jewish cults that live in that stinking country that they will never, they will never get that, that country organized. It's over. It's over. Goodbye, Israel. Back to you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, so in scriptures, the descendants of Esau are also presented by some other names. Genesis 36, verse 8, Esau is Edom. Genesis 36, verses 9, the father or progenitor of the Edomites. Ooh. Genesis 36, verses 43, Esau is the father uh, of the Edomites. Deuteronomy 2, verses 5, I have given Mount Seir to Esau. Ezekiel uh, 35 uh, verse 15 Idumea or Idumea and that's where, where the traitor to Jesus Christ came from right, Yeshua. Yeah. they add an A in there yeah, yeah um, Jeremiah 49 verse 13 Amos 1 verses 12 uh, Busra and uh, Teman Jeremiah 48 verses 8 Dedan Isaiah 21, verses 1 to 12. Uh, Duma, aberrative form of Idumea. Okay, very good. Okay. And that's just scratching the surface. The, the Edomite, Edom and the Edomites are mentioned hundreds of times in the Old Testament, always as our enemy. Very close. Isn't Duma this one very close to the parliament that in Russia? What, what's that one called? Is it that was very close to that word? Right. Do something like that. So it's very close. So they are also known as uh, uh, Temanites, Amalekites, and other descendants of the 12 dukes of Edom. Amen. Uh, Genesis 36, verses 11 to 42. And they're calling us Amalekites today, I think. Yeah, that's the right. The Jews are calling us Amalekites and Edomites. They're trying to yeah. reverse the script, which they have done for 2,000 yeah. years. Yeah, but would you say they accuse their enemy of the thing they are themselves? Mm-hmm. Uh, which may include the Horiots, among whom Edom settled in Seir, 
jobs, uh, comforters were uh, Temanites. And from this, we can see their religious bent. But they did not speak that which was right, as did Job. Job 42, verse 7. Here we find many names where we can look for prophecy about uh, the descendants of Esau. Before we uh, do so, let us look at Esau a little further. Okay, we got about 10 minutes. Uh, let's look at Esau. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get, let's so, get a handle on these Edomites. Uh, so Esau married the daughter of Ishmael, a Hittite, and other Canaanites. His son married, married Canaanites. This okay, is All right, hold, 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 sorry, sorry. He's wrong. The daughter of Ishmael was not a Hittite. She was an Ishmaelite. Not a Hittite. Those are two different people. Okay, the Hittites are Canaanites. The Ishmaelites were descendants of Abraham through Hagar. Back to you. Uh, yeah, well, he's writing, maybe. Right. He's the daughter of Ishmael, yes. and, then, and then a Hittite, and then a Canaanite. Right, that's how it should be stated. I think he's mixing up. The fact is the Canaanites were Hamites. But the Canaanites were a completely different breed from other Hamites. Okay, so I think he's mixing up uh, one Hamite with another. But the Canaanites are distinct. They intermarried with the fallen the, the giants who survived the flood. And there were a lot of giants in Canaan in those days. The 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 Hamite, not all Hamites did that, only the Canaanite version of the Hamites. Back to you. Yes, thank you. This is further reason for isolating all these descendants. Israel was later told to examine the Canaanites before taking the Holy Land. Exterminate yep. was the right. Oh, that's an awful word. Exterminate, exterminate cockroaches. No, that's a good yeah. thing. If we don't, there will be pricks in our eyes and thorns in our side. That's and guess right. what they did do. <laughs> mm -hmm. Ouch. And, Ouch. My eyes hurt. My side hurts. Ouch. Oh, yeah. Mine too. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, so they should be exterminated before. they. Uh, the Canaanites right. should be exterminated before taking the whole land as an inheritance. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay, let me just interject. Uh, the, the Bible is brutal stuff, folks. It's a feud between two races. One being a pure race, namely covenant Israel, and the other being a, a, a race of mixed people. The Jews have mixed their seed with virtually every race under the sun. And the reason they do this is to insinuate themselves into their nations so that they can take over with their usury. This is why the Jews mixed with all races. They are not a pure race. They are not Israelites. They are not Judahites. They are an abomination. They are the abomination of desolation. As Arnold Kennedy has stated here in this article. Please continue. The consequences of Israel of mixed marriage with the Canaanites was known, but it did not stop Esau. This is one of the reasons why God cut him off. The Canaanites were not to enter the congregation of the Lord for all generations. Amen. And even if Israel did not finish this task of destroying the Canaanites, they will, get, uh, they will yet be destroyed. They cannot be converted. What? Try telling what? the churches. What? 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 They cannot be converted? 
No. That's not what the churches teach. They teach that these Jews will convert to Christianity. And they will be saved. They don't know anything about the Bible. These Judeo-Christians are, especially the clergy, are awful, awful people. They don't know a thing about the Bible. They have created all kinds of fantasies, and they teach fantasy from the pulpits and not biblical truth. That's the reality. You get out of the Judeo churches as fast as you can. You're better off praying in your closet than you are going to a Judeo church. Please continue, Michael. Thank you. Hmm. Try telling the say that there is a family of people who cannot be converted. The all the world doct, uh, doctrinal interpretation prevents understanding. The churches refuse to believe Zechariah, who says that after the regathering of Israel, quote, there shall no more be <laughs> the Canaanites in the house of the Lord of hosts, and no quote, Zechariah uh, 14, verse 21. Oh, we look forward to that day, we'll be free. <laughs> Even if we if we even if we aren't converted into our glory bodies, just having the Canaanites eliminated from our midst will just be so glorious. Back to you. We will shortly look at the uh, destiny of Edomite Jewry. Okay. In Genesis twenty-seven verses forty-one, God said that Esau was destined to serve his brother, and Esau hated Jacob because of this. Esau has been against Jacob ever since. But here Isaac prophesied of Esau that he would break Jacob's service and take the, uh, the dominion. So, biblically and historically, the Edomites became the outward religious rulers of the inheritance, the birthright land. This uh, possibly applies to the church as seen today because those controlling doctrinal issues have uh, taken the dominion of the same uh, same way. These are the Nic- uh, Nicolaeans, Jesus says. He hates with okay. intense hatred. Well, that's good uh, because you know I've been teaching that the Edomites took control of the Anglo-Saxon nations at the Battle of Waterloo, uh, and even before which Napoleon let the Jews out of the ghettos. And so they have totally taken economic control of our people in the modern world. But here he also states that uh, it's because they've taken control of our churches that they have taken dominion over us. And that's an excellent, excellent point. Back to you. Yes, and that is a reference to Revelations 2, verses 15. Yeah. But the Nicolaitans are, are actually anybody who tries to take domination over us Israelites, and that was the Catholic Church, uh, when the, the Catholic Church started dominating over true Israel in Europe. Okay, and in other words, in other words, denominational Judeo Christianity is Nicolaitanism, you know, where people who are not necessarily Israelites create a church structure which they force us into, whether it's Catholicism or Judeo-Christianity, it doesn't matter, that those are the Nicolaitans, those who rule over us. Back to you. Yes. So, King David conquered Mount Seir and the Edomites and compelled them to obey the, the Mosaic law. 
it was later, after uh, captivity and under the guise of a new Jewish religion, that the Edomite took dominion in the land and they became, quote, the rulers of the Jews, unquote, mm-hmm. over a period of time. Through the New Testament, they are referred to as Jews, but never are they spoken of as being the descendants of Judah. Okay, very good. All right, so this paragraph has several confused statements. The first one being King David conquered Mount Seir and the Edomites and compelled them to obey the Mosaic law. Uh, No, he didn't compel them to obey the Mosaic law. Where does that say that? I don't think that says that in Scripture. He put them under tribute. Okay, he allowed them, this is what most of the Judahite leaders did who conquered the Edomites, and uh, it was John Hyrcanus who tried to compel them to obey the Mosaic law. You know, can you compel a snake to obey God's law, (laughs) Yahweh's law? No, no, that'll never happen, right? He, he, He did not compel them to do any such thing, so that's a misstatement of history. It was later after the captivity and under the guise of the new Jewish, now that's good, the new Jewish religion, the Jewish religion is brand new. Judaism was founded by the Edomites of Judea. But that word Jewish religion should not be applied to Judah in the Old Testament. There was no such thing as Judaism in the Old Testament. So, the, the the new Jewish religion is not the same as the old Jewish religion. You should never call Old Testament religion Jewish. It was not Jewish. The Jews had nothing to do with it. It was a tribe of Judah that was practicing the rituals and the sacrifices while the 12 tribes of Israel had become paganized. So that, nevertheless, it was still the Mosaic Law, uh, imperfectly obeyed by the Judahites and Benjaminites, But nevertheless, Yahweh was their God. They did their best to obey that law. And those people were not Jews. They were Judahites. That's why the terminology we use has to be maintained correctly, which Arnold Kennedy is confusing here. There was no such thing as a Jewish religion until the Pharisees began impersonating us in the days of 100 B.C. to probably 100 A.D., when the Pharisees took over our religion and pretended to be us, right? That's Judaism. There was no such thing as Judaism in the Old Testament. All right. Uh, where did you leave off? Um, I read through this um, this uh, paragraph. Uh, that paragraph. Okay. So, uh, so again, the rulers of the Jews, he should have used Judeans, right? We should always maintain a distinction between Judah and Judean. Because Judah is an exclusively racial term. Judean is a hodgepodge, a motley crew of people living in Judea at that time. Huge difference in definitions between those two words. We cannot equate the two. And if we can't get this across to our people so they understand that a Jew is not a Judahite, a Jew is an Edomite, and they began there in Judea when they began to impersonate Israel and or Judah in those days. Okay? All right, so again, very good because uh, I learned a few things here this morning. The difference between technon and sperma, which I had not, uh, you know, had not come across before. Uh, 
So thank you, Arnold Kennedy. Even though your analysis is not perfect, it's better than 99.9% of theologians today. Thank you very much, Arnold Kennedy. And thank you, Michael Swede, for your participation in this series and for helping uh, to clarify these terms. This is what we're all about here at Eurofolk Radio, is clarifying the language of Scripture so that we will not be deceived anymore. Thank you all. Praise Yahweh. Pass the ammunition. Take care, Michael. Take care, saints. Until next time, and we will see you at Voice of Christian Israel later today. Bye-bye, everybody. God bless you all. Bye. Peace.